Reading from the Gospel of John. Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, so that the Son may glorify you, since you have given him authority over all people, to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth by finishing the work that you gave me to do. So now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had in your presence before the world existed. I have made your name known to those whom you gave me from the world. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you have given me is from you. For the words that you gave to me, I have given to them, and they have received them, and know in truth that I came from you, and they have believed that you have sent me. I'm asking on their behalf. I'm not asking on behalf of the world, but on behalf of those whom you gave me, because they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I have been glorified in him. And now I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world. And I am coming to you, Holy Father, protect them in your name that you have given me, so that they may be one, as we are one. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We find ourselves this Sunday, on the seventh Sunday of the Easter season. I distinctly remember, as we planned for Easter this year, even in the midst of our unusual circumstances, being certain that at some point in the Easter season, we would gather together in this building and celebrate together. Obviously, I was beyond wrong, and yet we still have gathered every week in the way in which we have. The seventh Sunday of Easter gives us readings that remind us of Christ's ascension, as we heard in Acts. Yet this is not Ascension Sunday. There is no Ascension Sunday. The Feast of the Ascension of Christ leaving this earth once again, always falls on the Thursday between the sixth and seventh Sundays of Easter. This past story, the lectionary assigned from the Gospel of Luke, the story of Christ's ascension. It is startling in some ways to recognize how brief a time the disciples had with Jesus. His death on the cross came when he was only 33 years old. His time after the resurrection was the 50 days. Our lives as Christians, even the lives of the disciples, are marked much more by being followers of Christ without his physical presence than the time they actually spend with him. The Gospel of John that we hear today underlines this message. 
of Christ returning to be with God and what that means for this faith moving forward. The gospel that we're hearing is actually not from after the resurrection. We are planted very firmly in the middle of the Last Supper. Seems odd to go back to that part of the story when we're supposed to be in this Alleluia season of Easter. But that's where we are, sitting at the table with the disciples, sharing bread and wine with the looming truth of the crucifixion to come. And yet we hear Jesus speak words of comfort, comfort of his presence, his realness, his message, even with the shadow of all that is to come hanging over them. In that way, we can see ever so clearly the fact that these gospels were given after all had been said and done, with that pastoral perspective of hindsight, sitting with the disciples, sitting with the authors, to comfort those who would grieve, to comfort those who'd be sitting in times of uncertainty, to comfort those who are facing a future that looks nothing like that which we planned. This week, churches have been of particular interest in our media and our politics. And trust me, I know how dangerous it is to mention politics in the midst of a Sunday sermon. A statement was made about the need for churches to be opened, the essentialness of churches. Now, I'm not going to debate here whether or not church buildings should or should not be open. But I find it ironic that a statement such as this would come in the midst of our ascension, our ascension readings and the end of the Easter season. Because every single Sunday we have gathered, it may look very different than what we are used to, but we have gathered. Our building, yes, is closed, but the church has indeed been open. The work that we have done, gathering in prayer, serving the least among us, being in community, being followers of Christ, none of that has stopped. The church has adapted and changed but we are open, we are alive. We are Christians regardless of any status of a building, regardless of any status of a liturgy. In fact, I think this time has been a great reminder for Episcopalians, though we love our liturgy, and certainly I love our liturgy and traditions, that we are so much more than the way we have always done it that our faith is so much more than an hour and a half on a Sunday morning. The time the disciples had with the physical presence of Christ was minimal compared to the ministry of Christianity that has expanded far and beyond the resurrection and ascension. It's an apt metaphor for the world that we are currently living in. 
breaking us free from that which we think we need to practice our faith and reminding us what is at the core of what we do. To love God, to know God within ourselves, and to be God's presence in the world. That is what we are called to do. As we hear Jesus say in the gospel, and now I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world. We are in the world. Christ is not bound by his physical presence here and now, just as our faith is not bound by gathering in this sacred space. Christ is present on this earth because we are present on this earth. And it is our duty, not just on a Sunday morning, but in everything we do, to be living that faith and spreading that message. We are Christians every minute of every day. Certainly this sacred space, this building, this sanctuary can feed our soul, can nurture us in living as Christians, but we cannot confuse that with it allowing us to be Christian. We have not hit pause on faith. We have not hit pause on being Christian. We have not hit pause on being Emmanuel. I am grateful every Sunday to see my screen fill with faces of the faithful. And I know that this is only one part of how we practice that faith. The most extraordinary Christians throughout history have been Christians outside of their buildings of worship. This week, I've been particularly thinking of Bonhoeffer, a famous German theologian, on my mind as we've been continuing our Jewish-Christian relations class, whose mark of faith and extraordinary work in this world was continuing to fight for the Jewish people to push against the Nazi regime, to speak the truth of the gospel that he knew. His faith we know in history because of how he practiced in his social justice and in the world far and beyond the walls of any Christian building. His faith expanded him to speak out and to be in the world in a holy Christian way, to be Christ in the world in the midst of an incredibly dark time. There are places around the world being ravaged by this illness, by fear and uncertainty. How will we be Christ in the world far and beyond our building? Because Christ remains in this world because we are here an extraordinary honor and perhaps a daunting burden, but one we are equal to because we feed ourselves in the gatherings such as we do here and now, not so that we can be Christian. This is not our defining moment, but to support us in being Christian far and beyond this space.
Next week, we will enter into Pentecost and then Trinity Sunday and then our ordinary season. The season that takes the majority of the time and space in our liturgical year. The time where we are reminded again and again how to be the disciples of Christ. The time where again and again we are reminded of how hard that was for the disciples to actually understand, which I always take great comfort in. It took a lot for them to get this, and they still probably didn't get it even when Christ was gone. But they lived it and they practiced it. We are transitioning now into the daily work of being Christian, of the work that has been put back on us in our calling to be the followers of Christ, not just to sit and listen, but to go and act. Perhaps now more than ever, we need that call to go and act, to be the hands and feet of Christ in the world because it is so desperately needed because it is so desperately wanted, and because we cannot sit back and wait for someone else to do it. It is us, the hands and feet of Christ, that are called to this work. So regardless of when this building opens or doesn't, the church indeed is open and alive and well. The faithful pray and gather. The faithful do the work of Christ in the world. And we support each other in that work because we are in this world together. Amen.